At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. Los Angeles Angels two-way player Shohei Otani is a $2.75 favorite to win American League Most Valuable Player. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. plus 190, Jose Abreu 40-1. to On my guys of the desert with Daniel Bovari and Jonathan Von Tobel, L.A. Dodgers play-by-play man Tim Neverett on Otani's chances of winning the AL MVP. What we're seeing is incredible, especially in our day and age of baseball. And to be honest, as much as he gets talked about, I think that if he played for the Mets or the Yankees, that's all we'd be talking about because that story would emanate out of New York instead of three hours away in Southern California uh, by time zone. So uh, any accolade Shohei Otani gets, he deserves. I, I've never seen a player do what he's done. I've never, no one has in their lifetime. Uh, if, if somebody's out there that saw Babe Ruth play, then that's awesome. Uh, but uh, as far as what Shohei Otani is doing, he deserves a ton of credit. And I think in the American League, even though the team you know, is not doing as well as the Angels fans would hope that they would do, he's got to get consideration for most valuable player because of how he pitches, how he hits, how he hits bombs. Uh, when I first saw him play, it was against the Red Sox. And he was a pitcher and a hitter. And all the Red Sox did that day was they laid off the split. So, and he was out of the game in like an inning and a third. They chased him. He, he wasn't very good. But he's learned how to pitch at the major league level at a high level. And he can really hit at an elite level, too. 
L.A. Dodgers play-by-play man Tim Nembritt on My Guys of the Desert with Danielle Bovari and Jonathan Von Tobel. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on VSIN. On Betting Across America, James Salinas broke down the race for the NFC South, and he says although he usually fades the defending champions, the Buccaneers are an exception. There's so many things that go on off the field. Now you have a lot of turnover when it comes to the roster, guys looking to get paid, guys having a lot of uh, external things going on when it comes to other commitments, endorsements, you name it. Just so many distractions that usually follow winning a Super Bowl. But in this case here, with Tom Brady and as driven of an athlete as he is, I don't think we've ever seen anybody not only perform the way that he has, obviously, uh, winning, winning the way that he does, but so driven to compete and such a leader that everybody follows. And I think the biggest difference from last year to this year, he's talked about kind of the up and down season. Well, there wasn't a preseason. There wasn't the OTAs. There wasn't the mini camps. They didn't have all of that. And I think that was a challenge for somebody like Brady coming over. You're coming over to a new team, a new system. You're working with new teammates, especially where you've been for two decades. going to take some time to get acclimated and build, build some rapport and some chemistry with your teammates offensively. And that was kind of really a work in progress as the season went on. And when they're bye week, they had a late bye week. And really after that bye week, I gave them some time to really have a chance to dial some things in. And I think now with a full offseason to work through, no restrictions, and the entire roster intact, typically, like I said, Scott, I'll go against the defending, the, a team looking to repeat. In this case, it would be the Bucks, but I'm not going to get in front of this Bucks team. I think with that roster and that driven quarterback there named Tom Brady, not a team that I want to say it's going to be a down year. If you miss any part of our show or anything on the v schedule, today. Don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows, including Follow the Money, A Numbers Game, My Guys of the Desert, Lombardi Line, and VSIN Best Bets. Download Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. We've also got Hardwood Handicappers, Long Shots, Gone Racing, and the Ron Flatter Racing Pod. VSIN.com slash podcast. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest VSIN odds at VSIN.com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. The best golf handicappers in the business are at VSIN, and the best place to find them is on the Long Shots podcast. The Long Shots panel. That is now nine wins over the last 12 weeks. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds analyze every aspect of each tournament. It's the best part of his game right now. Yeah. He's top 10 in strokes game putty. And talk with the industry's best guests. We are proud to have Scott Van Pelt with us. I just like Thomas because the trend line's really good. Download Long Shots at vsin.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Before you place your next bet, visit vcin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our live odds, team comparisons, and previews for every game on the schedule. Then dive deeper with live tracking of betting trends and line movements. And don't miss our unique tools, including odds comparisons from sportsbooks across the country, prop bet search engine, and custom parlay calculator. Everything you need to increase your betting knowledge and confidence is at your fingertips. Visit vcin.com today. Welcome back. 
Welcome to the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross here with you out at South Point here in Las Vegas. Josh Applebaum keeping it warmer out there on the East Coast outside of Boston. And Josh, I needed 48 hours to just kind of decompress from UFC uh, 264. We're going to have Ricardo Lamas coming on here with us in a couple minutes to kind of break down everything that we saw with the craziness of the Conor McGregor fight and the like. But I do want to tip my cap to you this morning. I was listening to you with your Bucks plays yesterday and certainly with the player props. Giannis was obviously the difference in this one. Uh, what were your initial thoughts when you looked at that game three blowout? You had the under as well, and that came through for you too. So kind of went the way you thought it was going to go, correct? Both of these sides, both both with the Bucks laying the points and the under. So, Dave, uh, side note, great to be with you once again here on a Monday. It's what I'm, I'm calling the gambler's vacation here these next <laughs> couple days because on the one hand, we don't have a ton of action, but we got the all-star break. I think we can use this time wisely to scout, reassess. Uh, maybe later in the show, I'll talk about uh, maybe using this opportunity to reassess your bankroll overall. That could be a good opportunity here. Uh, but a lot to get to anyway. But really going back to yesterday, a couple things. Number one, that was a pretty, uh, pretty obvious play or uh, – uh, again, the Bucks made you look good, but all line movement had been toward Milwaukee in that one, Dave. We talked about how, you know, some of these books opened three and a half, immediately got to four. A lot of those books were four up to four and a half. Some even got to five. You had a little buyback on the Suns plus five down to four and a half. But what I look for, Dave, is just consistent movement where it really is always in one direction. Like if you look at that line movement, it was always in the direction of the Bucks. Uh, that told me that you, uh, even though you had maybe some public money or a split ticket count right down the middle, again, ticket counts that are even theoretically line should move at all. So it told me, especially talking to Thomas Gable, who we'll, we'll be able to talk uh, to again today, uh, that really the Bucks were kind of the side of the liability with all movement in their direction. Also looking at those um, favorites off of blowout. It's tough to bet a team, lay points with a team after they've lost by 10 or more. That system, 57% ATS the last decade, matched there with the Bucks. And then the total, it's unbelievable, Dave. Number one, <laughs> you tip your cap to the odds makers. This is why, like, if you have a bad day in sports betting, you're just like, wow, this market is so hard to beat. Sometimes it's it's just tough, but think of it this way. You know, we were talking about the under, Dave, you and I. We both like that under. It opened 222. We talked about it on the show yesterday on Lombardi line. It got down to 221 and a half. We said, hey, that was the signal you wanted, mm -hmm. even though the public was over, that line was dropping. But here's where it gets funny. You and someone tweeted me this. They're like, on Lombardi line, you asked me, hey, what's a buy low number? If it That's gets right. so low, when do you come back the other way, Dave? And I threw out 219. And isn't this crazy? Like you could have theoretically middled this. I don't know if anyone did. It's it's crazy. If you did, you should probably play the lottery. But imagine if you got that early, early bird gets the worm with the under, under 221, 222, 221, 220 and a half. But then a 219, a 219 and a half, you could have gone the other way and gotten the over. Uh, obviously, you needed that three-pointer from when they cleared the benches. The guy hit the three there. Uh, but just a great hit overall with that liability to the Bucks. They come through for you. And then that under was pretty sharp. And really, it fell after we did the show. That was a good indication to me that we were on the right side there. And, Josh, that's exactly why I asked you. Because I, I got that feeling that you saw the number dropping throughout the, the day yesterday uh, towards the under there. And I was like, well, I wonder what the buyback number would be. And, boy, you nailed it right there in the middle if you had the guts to play that middle there. Uh, but Josh, very quickly before we uh, shift our attention to UFC, I do want to ask you about Giannis and we had that prop for uh, over under on three pointers made. It was at a half. Now he chucked up the one at the end of the first quarter for the buzzer beater. Thankfully that didn't go in, but he only attempted one. If we see this Giannis right the rest of the way, I think we were onto something here. That's why at plus 500 for the MVP uh, before game three, this is a live dog here with Giannis and the Bucks, right? 
I'm right there with you. And Dave, I want to tip my cap to you because you were really beating that drum yesterday about the value of Giannis at that number. And I was kind of like a little bit skeptical only because, you know, it seems like it's a fait accompli that Chris Paul is going to win this award. The Suns look great. You know, he's got the whole storyline narrative. The voters are going to want to vote for him. But you kept saying plus 500. That's mm-hmm. a pretty good number on Giannis. And I'm looking at the updated number here, Dave. Uh, I think you had, a, you had a great closing line value at this point. He's now down to plus 240 uh, to win the NBA Finals MVP. He's actually leapfrogged Devin Booker. Devin Booker has dipped a little bit here. So with Giannis rising, Booker's fallen. Booker is now down to uh, plus 600. I think yesterday it was around plus three. 300, something like that. Mm-hmm. So Dave, all the power to you. You had the foresight and anticipation to think, Hey, you know, bucks are favored in this game. They're pretty sharp. If they win, theoretically, Giannis probably has a good game. Now it's two to one. I think you nailed that. And I think if you got down on the, the plus 500 Giannis MVP yesterday from our show, we talked about, you're feeling really good right now. Now that it's down to plus 240. And absolutely Josh in fights, certainly in the UFC, I like to look for pathways to victory. And I was trying to figure that out for the Bucks, And it just seemed like one pathway for the Bucks to win. And that's Giannis being superhuman. And I think we saw that throughout game three, Josh, they just don't have anybody. It's like Lou Alcindor in 1971 for the Bucks. There's no matchup for Giannis right now. So If they can extend this to 6-7, obviously if they win, I think Giannis is going to get that MVP, right? Could you see a scenario, and I know Chris Paul right now feels still like the the favorite if the Suns are to win the series. If it goes 7 and Giannis is throwing up 40 pointers here, and even if they lose a game 7, could you see the scenario where Giannis gets the MVP? I think it's possible. Now, I, I'm still a little worried, you know, because again, you know, you look historically, it's very rare that you have a guy who loses the NBA finals, but gets the MVP. So I think you're kind of Sisyphus pushing the rock up the hill there, Dave, with, with trying to get an MVP winner from the losing team. But I'm right there with you again. You know, the other interesting thing is Chris Paul actually became more of a favorite. That was kind of weird to me. Like you didn't have the greatest game and they lost, but um, maybe that's just kind of a, a betting thing where, you know, with Booker falling and Antis and Giannis rising that Chris Paul minus, I think he was minus 135, Dave, something like that. Now he's minus 165. So Paul's become more of a favorite, but Giannis is right on his heels right now. Yeah, absolutely. A, a wild turn of events there in game three, certainly for the odds. We're going to talk more about that uh, as we prepare for game four Wednesday night. But uh, Josh, I love when I moved to Chicago, uh, talking with this guy, Ricardo Lamas. They call him the bully, okay? But he's really a nice guy, Josh. And uh, what a pleasure to have him on right now on the Lombardi line, breaking down everything that he saw in UFC 264. And Ricardo, first and foremost, I, I was wrong, you were right. You had the diamond. I had Connor once again. Uh, what'd you make, though, of that first round? I didn't see Connor pulling guard and going for a guillotine submission here in the first round against the diamond. What'd you make of that craziness in that first round? Um, you know, it, it was a lot of ironic moments in that first round, you know, leading, going back, looking up to the lead up of the fight and, uh, kind of the exchanges they would have on Twitter. Connor was tweeting, you know, the first one to shoot is a dusty B <laughs> and, uh, he doesn't count submissions as wins. But then in that first round, we saw Connor do all of those things. He was actually the first person to go in for a takedown, although it wasn't a great one because he's not a great wrestler. He still tried. And then we saw him trying to pull guard and, and pull off a submission win by guillotine. So just kind of a lot of, a lot of ironic little moments um, in that first round of the fight. Ricardo, it's great to meet you for the first time. Take it easy on me. I heard you're the bully, but Dave promised me you're a he good guy. He put me in a headlock, but... Josh. I'm telling you, he's a, he's a very dangerous man. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe you deserved it, Dave. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But 
Uh, yeah, I just want to ask you, Ricardo, you know, what's your take on what happens next for these fighters? You know, McGregor, uh, obviously, uh, in a way, it was maybe a good thing that he had that injury. You can kind of say, hey, maybe he was battling, maybe he had a shot later. Although a lot of cards that I saw, Poirier was maybe up 10 to 8 early, something like that. Uh, but what do we see next for Connor? Does he rehab this injury to his ankle, to his leg? Do we see him fight again? Who does Poirier play next, or uh, Poirier fight next? What do you just expect for these two fighters? What happens next for these guys? Uh, yeah, you know, I think he definitely has to rehab his injury first and foremost and make sure that he's 100% before he comes back. Um, you know, I, I also heard Dustin saying that he'd like him to see Connor have a few wins before he gets another rematch and another crack at him, and I, I agree with that. You know, Connor has been on a bit of a losing skid in the last few years, and I think he needs to prove himself to get back to another match with Dustin Poirier, especially if Dustin ends up fighting Oliver and becomes the UFC lightweight champ. Ricardo, wait, I'm going to take issue with what Josh just said there because I was watching the end of that first round and he actually got, he, he wall walked and got up at the end of that first round before he had that misstep. That was still fight on. So I get it that, you know, Poirier says, oh, he broke it on a check and a kick. I didn't see it that way. I know he lost the first round badly, but can you project to me what you think might have happened had Connor not broken his ankle there in that bad step back? Um, you know, I don't think the fight was going in Connor's direction at that point. Uh, after the takedown, after landing a lot of ground and pound, Dustin Poirier seemed to pull ahead in my eyes. And I think it was going to be a lot more of that um, going into the later rounds with more takedowns, with more ground and pound, and more offense coming from Dustin's end. I think once, once you weather that first initial storm from McGregor, uh, especially in Dustin's case, we saw him do it in the last fight. He weathered the storm, and then he came back and battled through and then improved as the fight went on. I think we were going to see more of that uh, because now the aura of Conor, Conor McGregor was, was pretty much gone in Dustin Poirier's head, which is what led to the first loss in, in their meeting back in, uh, I believe it was 2014-15. Yeah, absolutely. It yeah. does feel like the mystique is gone. I, I do understand that. So you, you and Josh are probably right on that point. Uh, but, again, would you want to see a fourth matchup, Ricardo, between these two? And I, you're right. We're going to see uh, Dubronx is going to take on. I think that's the next logical matchup here for the Diamond to try to get the strap at 155. But thinking that he is going to be healthy again, would you want to see it a fourth time? Or do you think it's time to move on for both of these guys? Um, you know, I I wouldn't mind it. Uh, I definitely like to see some other matchups in the division. Um, I want to see Dustin Poirier fight for the title. I think he's very deserving of it. Uh, and, you know, I just love watching Conor McGregor lose. So if he wants to do a, a fourth fight with Dustin Poirier, I'd like to see another another tantrum being thrown after he loses that fight. I mean, this guy, I mean, he it's a really bad look on you, Conor. You, you got to fix that up, bud, because that does not look like a two-weight division champion taking a loss humbly, it looks like my five-year-old throwing a tantrum after I beat him at a game of Uno. <laughs> Ricardo, let me throw this at you. Uh, you're a former, you're, you're an MMA fighter here, and, you know, we look at it from a betting angle. And, you know, one thing I've developed betting on the UFC here, I really got into it uh, in the years past and during the pandemic. But uh, one thing I found with the model is I look for fighters who are younger, taller, have a longer reach, and also have a line move in their favor. So you're combining these physical advantages, youth advantages, with also the market moving toward a fighter. So um, just your take on anyone who's new, uh, wanting to bet MMA, UFC, it's becoming very, very popular. Any tips you have, like, you know, fade fighters who are 35 or older, or, you know, bet against guys in a trilogy match, like any little tips uh, for new bettors who want to get down on MMA? Man, you know, when, when it comes 
to MMA, betting is just so all over the place because there's so many different variables that go into this sport. Sometimes it's, it's really hard to pick a winner. Um, I, I have a client of mine who I train, and he's always asking me for, for the betting line on the main card. And half of my decisions that I make are, are 50-50 toss-ups, and it, it shows in the fight. For example, uh, Ty Tuivasa versus uh, Greg Hardy. I said, you know, in this fight, it's probably going to be the first person that connects. And I was kind of right. Like, uh, you know, Hardy connected, almost had Ty out of the fight, and then Ty connected with a good one and just put Hardy completely out. Um, when, when it comes to MMA, there's no safe bet. You really have to know the fighters. You have to know the style matchups. You have to put in the homework uh, that's necessary to really make an educated decision on who you think is going to win the fight. Yeah, Ricardo, that's a great point there, and I've learned that from you, obviously, in your last fight, even though uh, it was your quote-unquote retirement ceremony. Uh, you look great in your final fight. Conor McGregor did call you out not that long ago, saying I could have stayed in the featherweight division and fought the Ricardo Lamas. I've asked you this before. Uh, is there a price tag on you if Conor wants to come back out and say, all right, Ricardo, you want to come out of retirement? Let's do this. Yeah, you know, that's listen, uh, it, there's one thing that will pull me out of, the, out of retirement, and that's money. So <laughs> if I get offered a money fight like Conor McGregor and the price is right, I will definitely dust the gloves off, put them back on, and slap them in the face with them. I know you will. And, and Josh, if you can hear, I, I don't know if you know this, but that's Ricardo's parrot, right? Ricardo, what's your parrot's name in the background? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, cilantro. I forgot cilantro. to put her away, guys. It's so, all good. Sorry no. for the background noise. Cilantro adds to, to, to the programming. I mean, the, the ratings are going up as we speak. The ratings are down for Ryan Hall. And I know you don't like Ryan Hall because you guys were supposed to fight. And I think you feel like he kind of backed out of this thing. Look, he hadn't lost him forever. Uh, he lost badly on Saturday night. W what's the deal with this guy? Because it looks like, and you know this as a mixed martial artist, You've got to be able to use other requisite skills other than just flopping on your back and trying to bring a fighter down to you. Can he ever learn the stand-up game, Ricardo, so he can get guys to come down like you do as a wrestler? Ricardo, you still have us? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I still got you. Okay. Yeah, like, what, what do you make it, of It's freezing Ryan? up a little bit. Uh, no, but to answer your question about Ryan Hall, yeah, you know um, – it, it's, it's a little strange watching him fight. He needs to learn some more facets of the game. He needs to learn some more styles. He needs to stop throwing himself onto his back like a lady of the night every five seconds. It's not a good look for him also. Uh, maybe I think that's part of the reason why people don't want to fight him. It's, it's a very annoying fight to have. He doesn't come to fight. He comes to try and pull off one single submission on everybody that he fights. All of his fights are the same. So I think he needs to take a step back from the sport, uh, actually learn the sport, and then come back. This is not a jiu-jitsu match. This is MMA, so there's a lot of things going on in there. Ricardo, I wanted to ask you, take us, you know, as a fighter, what's it like the last few days before you get into the fight? Because what do you do? Do you uh, do you cut weight? Do, should we bet against fighters who are uh, who miss their weight? Just the weigh-in and maybe betting factors we can take advantage of or fade or, or be on or against? Um, as far as betting against fighters who miss their weight or who cut a lot of weight, um, the fighters who miss their weight, I don't know. That, that's a tough one to call because they kind of have an advantage. They did not uh, deplete themselves to the point of making weight where their opponent did. Uh, it also depends on if they put any regulations on the fighter the following day. Sometimes they will cap the fighter at a certain weight so that when, when they get to the venue, they have to be uh, under a certain amount of weight since they, since they blew weight. Um, 
cutting a lot of weight is is kind of a safe bet you can do because that kind of takes away from the performance of the fighter. Uh, so there are a lot of little variables you can kind of put into your bets. Uh, but really just getting to know the sport and the fighters is the best way to do it. I think Stelancho is trying to cut your line there, Ricardo. If you don't mind hanging out, we've got more to get to with you, Ricardo. I want to ask you about the return of Misha Tate that's coming up this weekend and maybe the odds of her fight. Don't go anywhere. You are inside the Lombardi line right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.
with football season just around the corner, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whether you're a sport, whether you're betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back here on the Lombardi line, Dave Ross with Josh Applebaum and... A carryover. It's great to have the bully, Ricardo Lamas, one of the <laughs> baddest men in the world, at 145 pounds. And uh, before we went to break there, Josh asked a great question about fighters that miss weight. And I know, Ricardo, it's tough to get that gauge, as you alluded to. We start with Irene Aldana uh, taking on Yana Kunitskaya in this one. And Aldana got the victory. She really didn't – I don't want to say she didn't attempt to make the weight, but she was literally in between the two weight classes at 135 and 145 by fight night. What would you make of Aldana's performance and – do you think she should not get necessarily a title shot against Amanda Nunes at either weight class because she didn't make weight? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think her performance was well. Um, you know, I'm not sure about the whole backstory as to exactly why she didn't make weight. Uh, but, you know, looking, looking at something like that where somebody's kind of on the cusp of getting a title shot, but then they blow weight in their previous fight, that's something that she, I believe that they have to make up for. So I think that she needs to prove herself one more time, make weight, uh, get another win, and then we can talk about a possible title shot. But cutting, coming off a fight where she blew weight, you know, th- that's a hard one to, to give someone a title shot off of. Ricardo, I'm looking toward the card for this upcoming Saturday. It's great. It's like NFL. You know, every week we got a new card. It's awesome <laughs> for fighters and for betters, for everybody. So uh, one that caught my eye was Billy Corntillo against uh, Gabriel Benitez. Um, so I was looking at the odds here. We have Benitez as kind of a hefty favorite. He opened like minus 220 on the money line, but the line's falling a little bit to Corntillo. So Benitez is down minus 220-ish, down to like minus 190. Uh, you look at Corntillo. He's a year younger. He's an inch taller, kind of the same reach and, and weight and all that stuff. But uh, do you give uh, Billy the kid a shot here, or do you think Benitez gets the best of him? I don't know too much about Billy the kid. I'd actually have to go back and watch a few of his fights. Uh, I do know Benitez very well. Um, he's a heavy kicker, hard kicks, good striker, uh, and he's got more experience than than Billy the kid. So if I if I had to lean towards anybody, I, I often lean towards a person with more experience in the octagon. Because, you know, this is a sport, a sport where the more experience you have, the better are you off. I thought we saw that on display at UFC 264. You alluded to it uh, with Greg Hardy and that lack of experience against Tui Tayavasa, where he kind of, after getting that initial strike, kind of went in for the kill and he get, gets a check left hook and the fight's over. Speaking of experience, uh, and I will ask you very quickly about Hardy, though, because I think a lot of fans like myself, Ricardo, we weren't exactly sad to see him get knocked out. Uh, does he have the requisite skills as a long shot to eventually make a run at a heavyweight title? Or do you just think that he just doesn't have the experience as you alluded to? Is this just a novelty fighter here? Or do you think he really has the skills to be taken seriously as a player in the heavyweight division? I think he has skills, you know, as much as I dislike him because of his past, uh, I think he's very athletic, athletically gifted. Um, and he's shown a lot of improvements uh, over the past of his last few fights. So I think that, you know, maybe with some more time off, more dedication to the sport, learning the sport, uh, and, and just more experience, more practicing, I think in the future maybe he could be a contender in the heavyweight division. 
uh, because he's just he's just built for it. I mean, mm. you know, the guy physically is is big and strong. He's fast. He's explosive. He has all the attributes needed to make a heavyweight contender. Now he just has to get the experience and practice in and put it all together. Ricardo, for the main event on Saturday, we have a huge betting line here. Big, big favorite for Islam Makachekov. He's like minus 650, minus 700. Huge number there uh, against Diego Moises. Uh, would you, I mean, it's a high price to lay as for any better, uh, but do you like his spot at winning? And also, would you target maybe a submission or a, an under or just how you would approach the main event coming up Saturday? Yeah, Makachekov, um, I, I definitely lean towards him uh, to win this fight. Uh, great grappler. So if I had to pick a, a way of winning, I would either say it would come by a decision or a submission. Um, and yeah, man, I, uh, you know, that, that's my take on it. Like I said, betting in this sport is never hundred percent. So get to know your fighters and, and make an educated guess. All right, Ricardo, I only have about 20 seconds to go, but Misha Tate's back in this card as well. Speaking of grapplers, right? She's minus 140 favorite in this return. She hadn't fought in five years, but it's still Misha Tate. Do you think we're going to see the old cupcake, or what do you make of this layoff? I'm hoping so, man, but we'll see if ring rust is going to be a factor. It's a real thing like Ryan Hall just showed everybody last weekend. Yeah, I knew you were going to get one more dig in on Ryan Hall. <laughs> Ricardo, always appreciate the time and the information, my friend. We'll catch up again soon. Thanks, everybody. Uh, you got to catch the bully. Follow him on Twitter. He's a tremendous follow as well. We're back with more. Going to talk home run derby when you come back with us right here on the Lombardi line on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a VEASAN subscriber exclusive this Tuesday. Long Shots host Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds will be answering your golf betting questions live just in time for the Open Championship. They will be live Tuesday at 3.15 p.m. Eastern through 12.15 p.m. Pacific for a subscriber-only Q&A. Subscribers will have access to watch live and ask questions, or you can email your questions ahead of time to questions at VEASAN.com. Watch for the link in your subscriber email and join Brady and Wes for all of your golf betting insights this Tuesday. I cannot wait for the British Open Championship or the Open, as they call it over there. Dave Ross back with you and Josh Applebaum in Boston. Boston, it's a pleasure to be joined once again by Thomas Gable, the director of race and sportsbook at the Borgata. And Josh, I, I wonder how Thomas and company did over there with the Bucks winning easily uh, in game three. Thomas, did you guys uh, prepare for that? Did you kind of have the feeling that was going to go that way with the tickets you saw coming in? Yeah, we, we certainly did. Uh, we were certainly heavy on the bucks on the spread. The one thing that helped us out, we had a decent amount of money on the Suns' money line, so that uh, helped us bounce. A small loss last night on the game. The total uh, was kind of a wash for us, but uh, took a small loss. But just uh, certainly the number of tickets on uh, people laying the points with the Bucks. Um, was was pretty good, I mean, for better. So now they have a few days to think it over and uh, before game four. And right now, Bucks uh, again, the favorites uh, at home, four points, uh, have to lay four points right now. The total is 220, which is exactly where we closed the total for last night's game. That's where we opened it uh, for game four here. 
TG, happy home run derby day. It's great to talk <laughs> with you once again. Um, hey, you know, we're feeling good about our Bucks minus four and a half from last night, but I got a question for you. The total. I had an epic sweat on that under there, and I was texting with you earlier, TG, but open 222, closes 220, lands 220. Uh, what do you say to people who walk up who walk up to you and say, like a lot of things people say is like Vegas knew it's like, well, they didn't know they're just really good at setting numbers and moving lines. But how do you reply to that? Like, you know, you drop the number, it lands right at 220. You know, if you're early, you got it. If you're late, you pushed. What do you say to people who say Vegas knew how, how are they so good at this? Well, I think uh, Josh, the, the thing for at least the people who kind of understand the market uh, a little bit, certainly when you are at the NBA finals, the market is probably at its most efficient. And, you know, the, you know, the books will come out with an opener and then we'll let the market dictate uh, where, where that line goes and where that total goes. And if you believe that, you know, it's an efficient market, which I, certainly for the NBA Finals it is. Um, the market should take you to to that number, and that's exactly what happened uh, last night. I will say that I'm guilty of being one of those people from time to time. I'm like, it is amazing to me how they can set that number right where they do, Thomas. Uh, let's talk about the home run derby uh, tonight a little bit. Obviously, uh, not a whole lot of action, so a lot of people are going to be interested in this tonight to get their plays down. Uh, we've talked a lot about Shohei Otani in the last 48 hours. The odds have come down here to plus 250 for him to win the mm-hmm. derby odds. What type of tickets are you seeing there on that? Uh, is he the biggest liability or maybe some of these longer shots that you see out there on the board? So we have uh, the most liability on Pete Alonzo right now at uh, plus $5. Mets fan base coming out and supporting him here in Atlantic City. Uh, He has the most tickets written on him, most money. So we have the most liability on Alonzo right now. He's closely followed by Otani. and then uh, Story, actually, who uh, is certainly going to be the uh, the hometown favorite there in Colorado. But uh, I think somebody that better should take a look at is uh, Joey Gallo, plus 450. Uh, I, I think he's going to be uh, right there. Um, and, you know, when you look up the, the matchups, the first-round matchups, uh, you have Gallo going up against Story. Gallo's a dollar eighty-five favorite uh, for that first-round matchup. There, um, you know, Otani has Soto in the first round. Uh, Alonzo has Perez. Alonzo's pretty heavy favorite there at minus two twenty-five. And then the other first-round matchup is uh, Olson against Mancini, with Olson being the uh, the two-dollar favorite in that first-round matchup. TG, talk to me a little bit about these MLB division races because we have a three-day break here where we have a lot of data. We can look at the first half. We can kind of think about what we might expect to happen in the second half. I'm looking at some of these numbers at BetMGM. Mets are a minus 300 favorite to win the NL East. Dodgers minus 250 to win the NL West. But what about any catch your eye, any liability on these? And also the American League East. You know, my Red Sox are minus 155. (laughs) Rays are right on their heels, plus 140. You can't dismiss the Yankees. Maybe they make a big trade. Just overall what you're seeing behind the book for some of these division races. Yeah, so it's, um, you know, these divisions are are in particular the three you named are are pretty competitive still. Um, You know, in the American League, obviously you have the White Sox there that are, you know, eight games up on the Indians currently. So they're a huge favorite. Uh, But when you look at the AL East, your Red Sox, unexpectedly here are, you know, in first, and I, you know, Josh, I say that in all due respect, I don't think anyone in Boston even expected them to be in first place at this point. Um, So, I mean, they're a game and a half up on 
on Tampa. So you're laying dollar uh, fifty-five now. If you want to bet the Red Sox to win that division, Tampa, you can still get plus one forty. I think there's still some value there on Tampa. Uh, the Jays and the Yankees, though, eight games back currently, and you see that reflected in the odds. So if you think the Yankees are not out, you think that they're going to make a push, uh, getting a 12-1 to 1 right now, it's certainly uh, a good play if, uh, if you believe in the Yankees. I personally do not believe in the Yankees. Uh, I'd be looking at the Rays in that division. And then you mentioned the NL East uh, with the Mets there, $3 favorite. Uh, we have a lot of liability on the Mets to win the division. You have the, the Phillies who are in second place currently. They're three and a half back. The thing with the Phillies that I think you have to look at is they've kind of been catching up, uh, catching fire offensively a little bit lately. Harper, Hoskins, those guys typically aren't hot at the same time. And for the first time, you're seeing them and even McCutcheon now. Everybody's starting to get hot around the same time. Now we'll have to see what happens now they have a week off here with the All-Star break, but they were looking really good coming into the All-Star break. We'll see if that momentum kind of carries over for them, but you can still get them at plus 700 if you think that they can catch the Mets. That division's going to be competitive, though, all year. And Thomas, I had a chuckle there as a long-suffering Met fan here uh, because, you know, I don't even believe yet that the Mets can do this. They haven't led at the All-Star <laughs> break since 2007. But you mentioned the Phillies with the, with the news on Ronald Cunha Jr. being out for the year with that devastating injury. Yeah. Are you seeing support there for the Phillies on the East Coast that they think they can do this at plus 700? It's interesting because we always get that Philadelphia money. We also always get that New York money here. So the NL East, you, you have the most tickets written always on the Mets and Phillies. And the Mets, I think this year, everybody just uh, kind of had the same idea with the Mets. The, the Mets fans were very positive and were betting them to, to win the division and uh, even World Series and the pennant. Yeah, absolutely. In Jacob deGrom, Mets fans trust. Uh, Thomas, really appreciate the time and the information. Always uh, good catching up with you out there in the East Coast. Much more to get to. When we come back, we will talk to Will Hill about what's going on with this derby tonight uh, and also the thoughts on the series of the NBA Finals as they get ready for Game 4 on Wednesday night. This is the Lombardi Line on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. 
Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. on your favorite sports with a risk-free first wager up to $600 at BetMGM. Just sign up using the bonus code VEASAN600 and get in the game with the king of sportsbooks. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use the promo code VEASAN600 to make your first bet risk-free up to $600. New customer offer paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager in Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, Washington, D.C., or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly if you have a gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, Virginia, and Washington, D.C. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, in Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Dave Ross back here with you on the Lombardi line with Josh uh, Josh Applebaum out there in Boston. And right now we're going to talk to Will Hill, the Point Spread Weekly contributor at Not The Will Hill on Twitter. And, Will, I do wonder when we uh, get your thoughts on the Bucks win last night, and we did talk about it 24 hours ago, an easy 20 uh, point win there for the Bucks. But really, that over under was the most intriguing thing to follow last <laughs> night. Uh, what did you make of how that all played out? Uh, don't have much of opinion. I saw where, where the game was going. I'd had the bucks and you know what was six minutes left. I said, I've had a long week. I've had a long day. I'm going to bed. I'll see what happens in the morning. I got all these texts in the morning on my friends that were on the under that, uh, that it cashed. So, I mean, look, you bet in these over unders. Sometimes this happens where the game gets out of hand. You're just betting on a garbage time, you know, shot to go in or out. And, uh, so sometimes it's dangerous to get involved with these totals, which is why I don't play them too much. But, uh, other than that, I thought the game kind of went as planned. You know, I think these teams are so evenly matched that it comes down to the role players and the role players typically play better at home than on the road. Uh, you know, the, the, the holidays, the Middletons, the, you know, the Cam Johnsons, the, uh, you know, the bridges, those guys are going to play one way at home and they're, they're generally going to play a lot worse on the road. And, you know, I think it's We, we have an NBA finals. We know that it's uh it's two, one. It looks like it's going to be a long series. Uh, probably first team that wins a road game. If anyone does win a road game is going to win this series. So it should be a long final. It should be exciting. 
Will Hill, it's great to talk to you today, uh, and great job there with your uh, with your Bucks play. I'm looking toward the next game here. We have a couple days off, so we got we have to wait until Wednesday, unfortunately. But early on, Will, I'm seeing movement again toward the Bucks. It looks like a carbon copy of the last game. They're at home. Some books open minus three and a half. Immediately got up to Bucks minus four, and I'm seeing right now, guys, some of these books go to four and a half. So mm. all movement, same as last game, guys. It's going toward Milwaukee. So, uh, Will, do you agree with this move? Would you be looking to bet the Bucks once again to even up the series in game? Uh, game four here yeah i bet a little bucks 175 money line i bet them a little three and a half and then again at four i just think we're headed for a back and forth series i do think there's some value and you can get correct series score suns in seven plus 260 look all you all it has to happen is home court has to hold serve until game seven then you're sitting there plus 260 ticket and you can buy back on milwaukee getting points you have a nice hedge you have a nice middle I think this is a long series. We really haven't seen, you know, not only a road team not break through, but really given any indication that they're close to breaking through, which these home courts are, you know, after not having the home court last year, these home courts are very advantageous. The Bucks, you know, Bucks haven't won in forever. Suns haven't won. Uh, these, these fans are very into it. it. It's very difficult when you're, you're evenly matched teams to win on the road. You see, you get the favorable whistle at home. We saw that last night with Aiton getting in foul trouble. Um, you know, I think the Suns' depth has to concern you now. I think the Saric loss kind of got glossed over the first and second game. He got hurt in game one. Those Kaminsky minutes were a disaster for Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot, a lot is in favor for Milwaukee here. I think they'll get game four, and then you're going to have a best of three. I, I'm sure we'll see a close game at some point, but you know, you haven't really seen a whole uh, an indication so far that anybody's going to break through on the road. Yeah, well, I'm right there with you, and it's still getting plus 225. If you like Milwaukee to still win this series, uh, yesterday was over uh, $3 there, so maybe you got in there because I'm with you. This series is still game on. I do want to talk about the home run derby tonight, and my eyes lit up when I saw your top picks, and you've got Juan Soto. You know, I worked in D.C. for a long time, and I know those national fans are going, wow, it's a great value here. Why do you think Soto might be the right play tonight? First of all, it's an exhibition. So if you, I mean, we all want to root for Otani, watch Otani. But if you're laying, if you're only getting plus two hundred in an exhibition, I don't think there's value there. Soto to me, at plus seven hundred, plus yeah, plus you know, I always look for the best number. You get a plus nine hundred out there. That's great value. Um, look, I just think he takes his walks. He uses the whole field. So in the regular season, his home run numbers aren't going to be as eye popping as some of the other, some of these other guys, but in this format, I think he can really just let it fly. And, you know, they used to always say about Wade Boggs, who wasn't a home run hitter. You should see him in batting practice. He would just put on an exhibition. If he ever went in the home run derby, he could win it. And, you know, some, sometimes the home run derby is, is different than the in-game situations. Cause these guys have a different approach during the games. They don't look to hit a home run every at bat. So I just think Soto, there's some value there. Just one of the great young hitters in the game just a special talent i think the wind is blowing out to right field so it should be fun tonight i like soto here at plus value yeah will and to your credit here you know i'm looking at juan soto from the stats we got from bet mgm he has the second highest handle of any uh any uh, home run hitter participant tonight he's around 13 percent uh 13 we know otani is massive he's about 37 percent of tickets almost half the money here so uh, i know we'll be rooting for a big nine to one there for you buddy uh, but let's transition look at some nfl because uh i'm looking at some win totals here will i have three so far i have the bucks over 11 and a half i have the browns over 10 and a half and i have the jaguars under six and a half so uh, i know you have two NFL win totals that you want to talk to us about. Um, and, and also just tell us in general, how do you approach these bets? What do you look for? What are some things that you're banking on uh, that you can tell the, to other betters? Hey, you want to bet a win total? Keep an eye out for this. 
Yeah, it's such a great question because there's a lot. I look for teams, you know, not only the schedule, but, you know, how they did last year. Did they overachieve, underachieve, coaching change? You know, that's why I'm high on the Chargers. I think there was a, a lot of meat left on the bone in the last couple of years with Anthony Lynn where there's a lot of talent. They let a lot of games get away. But uh, one I really like is the Vikings. Um, I follow this team closely. I think a lot went against them circumstantially last year. They had 15 rookies. It was a bad year to have rookies. You know, no no, eight, no OTAs, no, no preseason. Hard year to have two rookie corners like they had in a, in a – well, really young roster, no home field advantage. That's a team. They play in a dome. That building's loud. They really thrive on the home field. And then they had a bunch of injuries, you know, front seven guys with Hunter, who's one of the best defensive players in the league. Anthony, you know, he missed the whole year. Anthony Barr missed most of the last year. Pierce was a really good run suffer. They signed from Baltimore. He opted out. Uh, Kendrick's a good linebacker missed the last month of the season. So I, they were really bad against the run. I think they'll get a lot of those guys back. I know Zimmer knowing him, he's an old school guy, a prideful guy. He's not going to get bullied. So, you know, they tend to go every other year with Zimmer. They, they have a, a double digit win season. They win a playoff game. Then they, they take a step back. I think this is a step forward here. I think the Vikings will be pretty good. Now, if you're looking at a future with them, I think the quarterback will, will probably kill them at some point, you know, winning three or four playoff games with cousins. <laughs> Doesn't seem likely, but should be a good regular season team. Very quickly, Will, to that end, I, I see there at plus 250 to win the division. You look at the Bears in flux there at the quarterback position waiting for Justin Fields whenever that transition happens. You look at the lines. We believe they're going to be down with Jared Goff, and we don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers, whether he's going to even be in Green Bay. Do you think that's a flyer play at plus 250? Because I'm with you. I trust Mike Zimmer to fix the defense, even if we're not maybe still concerned about KC8 uh, running the ship on the offense. Yeah, absolutely. And plus, Denver is one of the, maybe the best uh, all-time coach against the spread. He's 60, 70%, something absurd against the spread. So, look, if you cover the spread, you get my respect. So, I, I agree. I think they'll bounce back. I do think they're a good value. Look, Rodgers could get traded. It seems unlikely now. We're a couple months away from the season. But worst-case scenario, Rodgers comes in. He, he's clearly unhappy. He's clearly disgruntled. He's had all this time to say, you know what, I'm happy in Green Bay. I'm staying. He hasn't said that. He's kind of, you know, hinted and, and been cryptic in, in some of his some of his words. So, I think the Vikings will bounce back. I think they'll be right right in the, the mix for the division. So I do think that's a good price at plus 250. Well, another team uh, that you had mentioned to us and want to talk about is the Seattle Seahawks. So obviously we know Russell Wilson, you got him under center. You always got a chance here. The question to me is, you know, you feel like their offense with Metcalf and, and Russell, you'll be fine. But can that defense uh, stop enough enough guys offensively in a really tough division in that NFC West? So um, look at their win total Seahawks. It's nine and a half this year, Will. It's juiced up to the over, minus 150. So maybe there's some over liability to the Seahawks winning 10 or more games. Do you agree with that? Would you bet the over or under with Russell Wilson in Seattle? this year yeah I like the over I think if you look at Wilson and the Seahawks he got drafted in 2012 now in 2017 they went nine and seven they missed the playoffs that's his worst year every other year he's 10 wins 12 wins 13 wins double digit wins every single year playoffs every single year uh, every single year now they've kind of plateaued here in terms of you know they, they were that close to uh to going back to back our buddy Lombardi helped prevent that a few years ago and, and they haven't gotten close to coming back but for the regular season, they're they're pretty reliable. It's it's like Peyton Manning with the Colts, where they're going to win 10, 11 games every year. Um, you know, the division's tough, but they're crossing over against the AFC South. So you get the Jags, you get the Texans. Uh, they got Washington on the schedule. They got the Bears. Those division games in division, even though it's tough, those games usually cancel out. You know, those, those games are usually nip and tuck all the way. So maybe they go three and three, four and two in the division. You know, I, I like them as long as Wilson's healthy, which, you know, he's pretty durable. I like them to get to 10, 11 wins as usual. And, and again, seeing plus 280 there for the division, I think everybody just assumes that Boy Genius and Sean McVay now getting his quarterback is going to win that division there. But, but do you 
would think that with Pete Carroll, and again, we, we assume that the defense will be better than it was last year and, you know, let Russ cook. I don't know if that worked out last year or not. Maybe they put a little bit closer to the vest. Is that a, a, a real, uh, I guess, almost a toss-up there to win this division, or do you think the Rams are the favorite for, the, for a good reason? kind of think it's a three-way toss-up. I wouldn't count out the 49ers. You know, I was down on the 49ers last year just because I think anytime you have a huge jump in wins, you tend to take a step back the next year. But they had a lot of injuries last year. I think they'll be in the mix. I think it'll come down to St. Louis, Seattle, and uh, in L.A. I think they'll both be around 10 or 11. Or all three of them will be around 10 or 11. So if you want to take a plus price at any of them, I'm all for it. I think it'll be, uh, like you said, probably a three-way toss-up. Real quick, Will, I want to do a wellness check on you. Are you going to be okay over these next th- uh, three days here? Like me, hey, we, we don't have many sweats here. We got the Derby. We got the All-Star game. Are you going to be okay? What is what is the wife got you doing today? Are you going to fix the roof, fix the house? What's going on in the Will Hill household? It's a great question. It's a great point. You know, we're so programmed. We wake up, check the lines for the, oh, wait, we only have the Derby. Oh, it's tomorrow. Oh, the All-Star game. And then, then Wednesday, at least we have the final. So it's better than it usually is. This is typically the worst three days in the sports calendar, especially that day after the All-Star game when there is literally no sports except for maybe some WNBA. So uh, take some time to get ready for ready for some football, recharge the batteries, but uh, definitely a different feel. Yeah, you know, I'm not good at the time change, so I was kind of hoping that the British Open was starting tonight, but I still got to wait another 48 hours for that to start, Will. Hey, appreciate the conversation. As always, uh, have fun with that home run derby tonight. And again, Juan Soto, it's great value. Will's right on there at plus 900. You can get him still at some books. Uh, appreciate the conversation as always. One more hour to get to here on the Lombardi line. You are watching VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field, whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet Three Six Five. Twenty-one plus only. Must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. 
From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.